tyranny didn't end with the American Revolution. Not for everyone. Not by a long shot. Nearly a hundred years of elected leadership failed to right that wrong, and Americans went to war with ourselves to fix it. Never before had the truth been so clear. Elections have consequences. It was for this reason that Union soldiers, who lived and died by those consequences, were able to vote despite being far from home. This was how absentee voting began. Sent from the bloody battlefields across the nation. Now, more than 150 years later, tyranny is looking for a new foothold. President Trump has called for the election to be decided on, and only on, those ballots that arrive by November 3rd. If he gets his way, many who cast absentee ballots will not have their vote counted. This will deny thousands of troops serving overseas of their most sacred right. Stripping the men and women in our military of the very freedoms they've served and sacrificed to defend. It cannot be allowed to happen. Donald Trump doesn't get to decide the future of America's leadership. The American people do. Make every vote count. And count every vote. There's an idea. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising. Well done, young Skywalker. The force is strong in that one, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I've had the feeling that something right Maybe soon it will I'm be I'm just scared in case I fall off my chair And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs Clowns to the left of me Jokers to the right Here I am stuck in the middle with you Here I am Yes I'm stuck in the middle with you From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles This is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, also in Red Bluff and Redding, California, on KFOI Round Mountains, KKRN and Eureka's KGOE, up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO and Eugene's KEPW, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. Down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ. In Concord, New Hampshire on WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ. In Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR. In Minneapolis, St. Paul's, AM 950, KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast -coast and around the globe every day, even on Election Day, on the Internet, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Deprogrammed Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. As it all comes down to this, don't it, <laughs> Desi Doyen? Yes, it does. I see on our whiteboard here you have uh, made a nice uh, American flag. I have. On there. That must mean one thing. 
It must mean it's election day. So <laughs> happy election day to you. Let's uh, start it off with some good news of a sort. On a background call with reporters, according to Politico cybersecurity reporter Eric Geller today, a senior CISA official, that's the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, it's a new agency within the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, the senior official says that in terms of ransomware affecting election systems, the government has not seen, quote, anything that would cause any great concern. That's not the kind of definitive statement I would like to hear, well, but I guess it's better we'll than nothing. we'll take it. Exactly. <laughs> that is the good news. Yes, it's an admittedly low bar at this point, but ransomware attacks had been one of my greatest concerns about what could go wrong on Election Day. Election Day is not over. Counting is not over. So we will see what happens there. Uh, and we have still uh, some incidents of system-wide, county-wide voting system outages that remain unexplained, at least as we go to air, beginning in where else? Georgia. Of course. Of course. Uh, I will get to that in a moment. But as long as we're hitting some encouraging news here first off today, a federal district court judge on Tuesday ordered an immediate sweep of 12 postal districts searching for undelivered ballots after the Postal Service said in court that some 300,000 ballots it had received had not been scanned for delivery. The dramatic Election Day order, according to The New York Times, came as record numbers of Americans have voted by mail this year, as many voters were anxious to avoid crowds at the polling place during the pandemic. It also comes at the end of a campaign season in which fears that recent Postal Service changes had caused extensive mail delays that could imperil ballots. You will recall that Donald Trump said out loud himself, that he did not want to give the Postal Service some $25 billion that they were requesting because if he didn't do it, if he didn't give them that money, and if he didn't give elections officials who had requested about $4 billion, if he didn't give them that money, they wouldn't be able to deliver mail ballots on time. Election officials wouldn't be able to send out ballots to everybody. Yes, he actually said that out loud this year. So they want $25 billion for the post office. They want $2.5 billion for universal mailing, $3.5 billion. And the bill's not going to happen. They're not going to get the $3.5 billion. Therefore, they can't do the universal mail-in vote. It's very simple. How are they going to do it if they don't have the money to do it? Yeah, if I don't give it to them, they can't do it. Now, by the way, that $3.5 billion to election officials was not for universal mail-in voting. It was for all sorts of things, including upgrades to voting systems, cybersecurity, and so forth, and other uh, funds that they needed to hold an election during a pandemic. Nonetheless, today, D.C. Uh, U.S. District Court Judge Emmett Sullivan ordered the sweep of the uh, postal districts to begin before 3 p.m. on Election Day to, quote, ensure that no ballots have been held up and that any identified ballots are immediately sent out for delivery. He said he was particularly concerned about ballot delivery in districts where there has been slow processing of ballots for days, including... Central Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, 
Detroit. These would obviously be uh, key jurisdictions when it comes to the 2020 election. After he had this comes after he had ordered uh, several days ago that the uh, Postal Service update him every day with daily statistics on delivery rates at Postal Service facilities around the country. After he had ordered Trump's Postmaster General Louis DeJoy to restore procedures that were in effect before DeJoy's new orders over the summer to slow down mail delivery. Judge Sullivan ordered the Postal Service to provide him with an update on the sweep at 4.30 p.m. on Election Day, certifying that, quote, sweeps were conducted and no ballots were left behind. Roughly 300,000 ballots that the Postal Service said it processed showed no scan confirming their delivery to the ballot counting sites, according to data filed today in federal court in D.C., leaving voter rights advocates very concerned about the whereabouts of those 300,000 ballots. How Uh, much, again, did uh, Trump supposedly win by in Pennsylvania? uh, Pennsylvania was about 42,000 votes. In Michigan, it was about 11,000 votes. So, yeah, this could make a difference. Postal officials say that just because a ballot never received a final scan before going out for delivery does not necessarily mean it wasn't delivered. A machine scanning ballots for final processing can sometimes miss ballots that are stuck together or whose barcodes are smudged. But 300,000 of them stuck together? Yeah, it seems like they should get to the bottom of that. Yeah, and uh, they also note that hand-sorted ballots typically do not receive a final scan before delivery. So again, maybe 300,000 hand-sorted ballots? The Postal Service has also authorized expedited delivery of ballots that forego the normal process, but voting rights advocates are concerned that with a scan verifying the ballots went out for delivery... Some could be sitting unaccounted for at various postal uh, facilities around the country. All I can say is that I am glad it is Judge Sullivan, frankly, who is on this matter. He and is why? Well, he is also the federal <laughs> judge who's in charge of the Mike Flynn case, where Bill Barr's Department of Justice is trying to drop all the charges against Trump's first national security advisor. Even after Flynn had twice admitted guilt in the case to lying to federal officials about his contacts with Russia before the 2016 election. And Judge Sullivan, instead of just accepting the DOJ's uh, request to dismiss this case, he is challenging the department to show why why they decided to take this unusual, if not unprecedented, step of dropping all of the charges, clearly suggesting undue political influence on the case by uh, Bill Barr and, yes, by Donald Trump. That is Judge Sullivan's other job when he's not saving democracy, I guess. But back to Election Day and the reports of a countywide voting outage in the critical battleground state of Georgia, On Tuesday. Now, by way of reminder, as I have explained uh, many times before, but it is so insane that it clearly needs to be repeated until people understand what an insane way Georgia has chosen to run their election. Uh, The insane process that must happen to record one single vote in the great state of Georgia. They now use this new Rube Goldberg unverifiable computer touchscreen system in every polling place in the state as ordered by the Secretary of State, 
a Republican by the name of Brad Raffensperger, who threatened uh, to sue counties who wanted to use hand-marked paper ballots instead, as advised by virtually every cybersecurity and voting system expert in the world. So the way the system in Georgia works to cast one single vote is that a voter must show their photo ID to a poll worker who then looks up that ID on a computerized electronic poll book. And if the voter's record is found in that electronic poll book, the computer poll book then instructs another computerized device to create a so-called ballot access card. That is then given to the voter and the voter then places that ballot access card into a touchscreen computer. Yes, another computer where they then make their selections, which are then printed out on another device, an attached printer, allowing the voter to either check the computer marked ballot or not. Most voters don't. Studies show that 93 percent of voters do not notice when the touchscreen computer printout has flipped one or more of their votes. In any event, they then must take that piece of paper to yet one more computer and optically scan it. And the scanner, by the way, does not scan what is uh, written on that ballot, the human readable text on that computer printed ballot. It reads a barcode to get the voters' votes, a barcode that cannot be read by a human being. The results then from that computer are sent at the end of the night to another centralized computer at county headquarters, which tallies up all of the results. And that process is all to cast one single vote in Georgia at every precinct in the state. What could possibly go wrong? So I counted six computers, yeah. five just that the voter has to yeah. interact with just to get their voting yeah. done, which takes time, yeah. obviously. And if any component in the system goes down or can't reach the Internet or the electricity goes out, nobody can vote. And then there's another computer, by the way, when they have at to the put end. the results out yeah. Oh, yeah, on, the, right. on the web and they can be changed there as well. Well, Anyway, we don't yet know which piece of that computerized Rube Goldberg voting system went sideways for sure in Spalding County, Georgia. But something did go sideways. WSB-TV in Atlanta was the first to report this morning that, quote, all voting machines were down in Spalding County, Georgia, due to, quote, a countywide glitch. Thousands of voters not able to vote because the system is down in one county. This is happening in Spalding County. Again, the system in Spalding County down. In the last 10 minutes, an election official confirmed a countywide glitch. Machines are down. They do not know when they will be back up. Officials are sending paper ballots to each precinct. The selection official says there's no plan right now for polling places to stay open late in Spalding County unless they get a court order a lot of hours between now. Now and then mm-hmm. we'll stay on this we'll bring you more information as soon as we get it hopefully they'll fix everything soon oh hopefully they will <laughs> of course uh, when all voting machines go down on election day the most critical one in our nation's history in a toss-up state in the presidential election and one with not one but two u.s senate races on the ballot that is not a glitch WSB TV. It is not a hiccup or a snag or a snafu. It is a failure. And frankly, when voters can't vote at all, that is a failure, no matter how important anybody believes any particular election to be. 
And it's a failure that could have and should have been avoided in the first place by not using systems that rely on five, six, seven, I don't know how many different computers to cast one single ballot. But it's also a failure that it could have been uh, predicted and mitigated with competent election leadership, but Georgia does not have that, at least not at the state level. They have Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, who fought tooth and nail to have any sort of paper backups, even appealing a court ruling that mandated that every polling place have backup paper poll books in the event that the electronic poll books go down. He appealed that and got that order on hold. And apparently he did not bother to enforce state law, which requires a certain number of emergency paper ballots to be on hand in the event that any part of the voting system prevents voters from casting their ballot via the computers. When the uh, systems were first reported as being down, the Spalding County Sheriff's Office on Facebook reported the computers at all polling locations across Spalding County are down. The problem is being worked on and hopefully will be resolved quickly until the issue is fixed. Paper ballots are being used at all locations. Well, not quite. Spalding County Sheriff's Office, uh, as the Coalition for Good Governance, the uh, group founded by our friend Marilyn Marks, who has appeared on this show many times in recent years, warning about exactly this. The coalition uh, tweeted, Our poll watchers in Spalding are reporting that the First Assembly of God Church located uh, uh, church location had only 10, yes, 10, you heard that right, they say, 10 paper ballots when the polls opened on Tuesday morning. Polling locations are required, they know, to have enough for 10% of registered voters on hand. So unless there is 100 or fewer uh, registered voters in that precinct, which seems unlikely, they were once again violating the law because they don't give a damn about things like the rule of law, apparently. Spalding County on their Facebook page several hours later said that all polling stations in each precinct are now up and running as they should be. But they gave no explanation for what went wrong that knocked out voting in the entire county in West Georgia, somewhat south of Atlanta. But that was not the end. As WSB-TV reported later in the day, the secretary of state's office says the system should be back up after human error caused major problems at polling places across Spalding County today. But many precincts, they say, are still dealing with issues as we go to air. Human error, Desi Doyen. Gosh, That's what, what it was. Well, it would be the error of the Secretary of State to mandate these crappy, unverifiable $100 million-plus voting systems for every voter. We can start with that human error. But this is also absolutely par for the course as to how this works. A, a voting system, a computerized voting system goes down. People can't vote. Election officials and voting system vendors blame human error usually some poll worker or someone else that removes blame from the computer systems themselves or the bad, terrible, stupid idea to use them in the first place. You know, it's just human error. If we could keep those pesky humans 
who are always screwing things up, if we could keep them out of the elections altogether, things would work great. And then these damn humans come along. You know how humans and voters are screwing up elections all the time. Officials say that workers in the county incorrectly loaded information onto the poll pads Tuesday morning so that none of the machines were working. The poll pads, those are the electronic poll books. But, you know, it was the workers' fault who loaded it on. Uh, Blame them. Tuesday morning, a Spalding County election official said the problems were caused by a glitch in the system. So which was it? Was it a glitch or was it a worker? Either way, nothing to worry about. Don't blame the officials for making the terrible uh, idea in the first place to use these systems. The county rushed thousands of provisional ballots to each precinct so voting could continue. But many voters uh, spent much of the morning standing in line. Some according to WSB-TV, chose to come back later in the day. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Who knows? Who knows how many people were prevented from voting because of that issue? Because of that glitch. (laughs) The Secretary of State's office uh, say poll workers were all trained on how to fix the issue that they are currently experiencing, but poll workers at at least one precinct told Channel 2's Kristen Holloway they need a technician to arrive before the machines will be back in operation. Because damn those volunteer poll workers for not being IT and cybersecurity professionals, I guess. Who could have predicted that? At the precinct, voters were still filling out paper ballots midday. That's good, but because it's Georgia, which has been forcing voters to use uh, similarly unverifiable touchscreen computers for some 20 years. According to WSB-TV, some voters told us they don't feel safe voting that way. On paper. Really? Yes. One voter said the process that they're using right now, we're putting our ballots on a cardboard box and they're saying they're going to put it in a suitcase and take it downtown for it to be counted. To me, that's just not securing my vote enough for me. I put my vote in, but I feel like it's not going to count, he said. Earlier on uh, Tuesday morning, the uh, election supervisor in Spalding County urged everyone to be patient. She said they have no plans to stay open past 7 p.m. unless there's a court order. Nonetheless, if you are in line by 7 p.m. in Spalding County, uh, you are allowed to cast your ballot, even if it uh, the line goes late, late into the night. And by the way, that goes for everywhere. If you are hearing today's show before the close of polls and you're stuck in a line somewhere, The poll uh, closing times are different everywhere around the country. But if you are in line by the time they close, you will get to vote eventually. So stay in line. Yes, please. The problem with uh, voting machines has also caused long lines at polling places in Morgan County, Georgia. So it wasn't just Spalding County. Unfortunately, officials with the Morgan County Board of Elections confirmed with Fox 5 that, again, the electronic poll books, the poll pads in the county's voting places were not encoding the ballot access cards at the time. Now, those are the uh, poll book systems that encode the cards that go into the touchscreens that print out the ballots with a QR code that is then read by the scanning computer. This was a serious problem during the state's June primary. And lo and behold, it is happening again on Election Day 
2000. Uh, no, Election Day 2020. <laughs> God forbid. Uh, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, the county uh, in Morgan County, they did the right thing. They shifted to using a backup procedure that allowed voters to still cast their votes Instead of using a poll pad to create these ballot access cards, there's some manual way they're able to set up the machines for voters to vote. Officials said that will that change would cause delays. But, hey, at least voters can vote. They said the lines will be a bit longer than we like, but we are asking voters to be patient while we work to get everyone voted. Now, uh, for the record, both of these counties, Spalding and Morgan, were both heavily Republican counties in the 2016 election. But just in case you are under the impression that I care about these issues because it might hurt Democrats or something, I care about these issues because it hurts voters and it hurts democracy, period. And what goes on in Spalding and Morgan counties can as easily go on in Fulton or Gwinnett County or anywhere else in the country where we are dumb enough to rely on these systems in mission-critical elections. These systems that constantly fail and suppress voters of all stripes every goddamn election. Now, for the record... I am hearing that things in Fulton County, that's Atlanta, are actually going smoothly today. What? I know. Talk about your glitches. <laughs> what happened there? There are uh, reportedly, anyway, uh, last I checked uh, a couple of hours ago, short lines, at least earlier in the day. No doubt much of that is due to the large mail-in ballot turnout in Georgia, but also to our friend Marilyn Marks and the Coalition for Good Governance, who worked very closely with Fulton County election officials. I believe that's Georgia's, lar Georgia's largest county uh, to make sure that things would be improved over the disaster that they saw there during the June primary, which led to long hours-long lines deep into the night. I hope things uh, continue to go smoothly in Fulton and elsewhere, even if they are forced to vote on 100% unverifiable computer systems at the polling place. But uh, anyway, some good news and some bad news for Georgia. In Ohio, speaking of good news and bad news, uh, there were also problems re reported with the electronic check-in systems, though they seemed better prepared to handle it there, at least according to early reports today. The Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose uh, said uh, this morning, we learned that the Franklin County Board of Elections that is Columbus, Ohio, home of our affiliate WGRN, that they were not able to upload all of the early in-person in voting data into their electronic check-in system. And because of that, they shifted to paper poll books to check in voters today. What? I know. And the world didn't fall apart? The universe did not collapse upon itself? We'll see. The day is young. <laughs> They went on to say that uh, the Secretary LaRose directed every board of elections to have paper poll books as a contingency plan to ensure the integrity of the system. And so that no voter may vote twice, it will not impact the security or, or accuracy of today's vote. They say paper poll books are required in every county. That 
is something that the Georgia Secretary of State, Raffensperger, by the way, both of these guys Republicans, but Raffensperger was ordered. He had to be ordered by a court to do it, but he refused. Well done, Brad. Eric Geller, the cybersecurity reporter at Politico, offered an, an update on Franklin County and the e-poll book issue uh, later in the day. He said the voter file that listed people who had voted early was too large for the system to handle. It crashed when it tried to sync the when the poll books tried to sync with the central server to see if anybody had voted yet or not. Kim Zetter, however, well, Kim Zetter, uh, also cybersecurity uh, writer at uh, Wired and New York, New York Times, Times and so very, forth. Yes. Yeah, uh, she noted that L.A. County, Los Angeles County, my county, had the very same issue with poll books syncing up in March. Poll books, by the way, made by the same company, company by the name of No Inc. And then she herself wrote an update uh, to her own update saying no, no ink. The maker of the poll books in Franklin County, Ohio, says the issue was not sinking, but the county uses a thumb drive to load voter data onto poll books. So it was not a sinking issue. Apparently, they said we were concerned about the size of the data and getting all of that, uh, all, all of the voters onto the pads. So instead, they moved to paper. Okay, if that allows people to vote, I will take it. Now, moving to Pennsylvania, another critical state in this year's elections. Uh, As we go to air, things seem to be largely quiet in Pennsylvania. What? At least for the most part, at least as far as I am able to find out at this hour, which is very good news. Both the Trump and Biden campaigns consider the state to be absolutely critical to their election chances. After the state reportedly flipped from blue to red in 2016 by about 42,000 votes for the first time in decades that it had flipped to red. I saw one report regarding a polling station in Philadelphia that had long lines that was said to have been not opened due to a machine malfunction of some sort, but I had not been able to get more information on that yet. So hopefully, hopefully, Des, it was just a glitch. (laughs) Though this might be a good time to note that we don't often hear about problems that happen uh, during voting until later in the day. Often it's in the days after the elections, especially when it comes to counting and questions about the the, the results and so forth. But for right now, anyway, things seem to be mostly smooth in much of the state and, frankly, much of the country, I'm happy to report, by and large. Uh, But at least as far as I can tell, things are quiet in Philadelphia According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, they say by midday Tuesday, the uh, district attorney in Philadelphia's office, uh, the election task force there, reported having investigated some 25 complaints, but said the vast majority had been unfounded or easily resolved with no issue. Most were tied to allegations of voter interference, including complaints that construction or crowds of reporters were partially blocking the entrance to polling locations. Really? Come on, reporters. Man, they really are the enemy of the people, aren't they? (laughs) I think Trump was right about that. Of the four unresolved complaints, according to the Inquirer, the district attorney's office said each was determined either to be unfounded or set aside for investigation after Election Day. 
despite concerns before polls opened on Tuesday of widespread attempts at voter intimidation. City prosecutors said the that the uh, most excitement they'd had all day was debunking misinformation being spread on Twitter by a Trump campaign staffer who incorrectly alleged that uh, signs supporting Joe Biden had been posted too close to a polling location in northeast uh, Philadelphia in violation of state law. So that is some, again, by and large, good news, particularly with so many people who were so worried about what was going to happen on Election Day in Philadelphia. So far, no real problems. I hope it holds up throughout Philly and across the state as a whole today and that the counting of votes on Philadelphia's similar brand new 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen systems offer no surprises there either. But now do we have? Yeah, real quick. Let's let's mess with Texas, shall we? <laughs> OK, the, the state that Democrats dream of someday flipping from red to blue. They haven't voted for a, uh, a Democrat for president since 1976. And some think it could happen this year. Given the amazing turnout this year during early voting, which eclipsed all the turnout numbers from the entire election in 2016, it could happen. But for now, I'm just concerned about people being able to vote. Hank Gilbert is the Democratic candidate running against crazy loon Republican Congressman Louie Gohmert in Texas's first congressional district. Here was one of Gilbert's ads that recently went viral. I'm Hank Gilbert. It seems no matter where I go, I can't seem to escape Louis Gomer's bullshit. If you're oriented toward corpses, toward children, what most of us would call perversion, some would say it, it sounds like fun. We ought to be proud of who represents us. We know that people are now being trained to come in and act like Hispanic when they're radical Islamists. Not embarrassed. That's why I'm running against Louis. This expensive surgery to change your organs Maybe cut them off or add some. Because we're fed up with his hateful nonsense. This is a year we're going to flip Texas. And there's no better place to start than sending Louis Gomert packing. It's kind of like marriage. When you say it's not a man and a woman anymore, then why not have three men and one woman or four women and one man? And Or why not, uh, you know, somebody has a love for an animal? Louis cares more about sucking up to his buddy Trump than fighting for us. Oh, maybe we should be afraid of we might get something and die. They didn't do that in the Spanish flu days. Their failed leadership has put our country and our state in crisis. And I've run out of patience for Louis Bull. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Hank, Hank Gilbert uh, trying to unseat crazy Louis Gomert. Well, Gilbert reported this morning via Twitter that in Upshur County, in my district, you know uh, Upshur County in Texas? No, nope, right? I do not. Not a single vote has been cast in the two hours that the polls have been open because none of their voting machines are working, said Gilbert. Now, in Upshur, they use computer voting machines made by Heart InterCivic. It's a company out of Austin, Texas, and uh, they're just like the unverifiable touchscreens we've been reporting on elsewhere. But instead of touching the screen, you use a little dial to select your your you, to make your selections. It's a slightly different design, but just as crappy and unsafe and unverifiable. Well, 
from what I've been able to figure out, it is not the voting machines causing the problem so far in Upshur County. It was once again the electronic poll books and the same ones made by that company named No Inc. that reportedly failed in Franklin County, uh, Columbus, Ohio, where uh, and in uh, Morgan County, Georgia. Uh, and in Spalding County, Georgia, where uh, at least in Ohio, they were able to quickly move to paper poll books. Several hours later, however, voters in Upshur were finally reported able to vote, but it took at least two hours. Now, no ink. This company, if I'm not mistaken, uh, also makes uh, the e-poll books in all of these other states uh, that failed. And I believe they're the ones that make the uh, poll books here in Los Angeles County, which also failed earlier this year during the primary. For what it's worth, they're owned. It's a St. Louis company, so you can blame uh, my home uh, <laughs> state there, Des. St. Louis is a Missouri company owned and operated by some longtime Republican operatives, if that makes you feel any better about them. Uh, as uh, KLTV7, your East Texas newsletter, reports this afternoon, Upshur County is extending voting hours until 8 p.m. Due to uh, technical difficulties with their equipment, polling issues were reported at several of the county's voting locations on Tuesday morning. Court order from Upshur County stated that the county was made aware of the problems at the opening of Election Day and voting was delayed 90 minutes due to polling equipment technical issues. The East Texas News Leader does not specify what the technical issues were, but at least they didn't call it a glitch. <laughs> at least there's the that. Uh, order also stated, oddly enough, that the technical issues, quote, were in no way created by the Upshur County Elections Administrator, her staff, any election judge or any other Upshur County official. That was in the court order uh, from the judge, which I have never seen anything like that yeah. before, actually. As of 11 a.m. on Tuesday morning, that is several hours after uh, polls opened, all votes were being cast by computer ballots. Everything seemed to be back up and running as normal, according to several voters. They say uh, K KLTV says they reached out to the election administrator, the secretary of state. They didn't get a response from any of them. But Hank Gilbert further explained on Twitter that two of the Upshur County polling places did not open until 10 a.m. So it was two hours, not 90 minutes, and he was back in court trying to get the judge to order the polls to stay open until 9 p.m. to make sure uh, to make up for what he described as a, quote, polling place disaster. He tweeted, Judge Fowler, the district judge, did issue an order keeping polls open till 8 p.m., but that was before we found out some polling places did not open till after 10 a.m. He later followed up and said Upshur County Election Administrator just told someone that all ballots cast after 7 p.m., that's the normal closing time, would be provisional ballots, according to someone named Keith at the Texas Secretary of State. He said, dear God, unconstitutional as hell. He says he filed an emergency motion for the district judge to extend the time of the polling places until 9 p.m., and one to enjoin the uh, local election administrator against making all voters in line at seven cast provisional ballots, which are easier to toss out. 
Judge Fowler, he said, has declined to rule on our motions, according to his clerk. When asked if there would be a written order to that effect that could be appealed, she said she had to go back to ask the judge. Well, later on, about an hour later, apparently, he said, never in my life have I heard of a state district judge in Texas sending out a clerk to the hallway to tell litigants that he is not doing anything with their order without providing a written order or an emergency petition. She had to go back in and ask about that written order. Lordy, he says. In the meantime, Gilbert posted a screenshot uh, on his Twitter feed uh, saying uh, this is Upshur County's Facebook page and there is not one word, not a copy, nothing of the order extending vote times till 8 p.m. They can't even be bothered to update their social channels with the district judge's order. Apparently, they really don't want people to vote, at least in this part of Texas. Wow. So, uh, you know, I guess the rule of law is kind of an optional thing there in Texas. It's more of a guideline uh, to be followed when you feel like it. And when it's people you like versus people you don't like. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, uh, Hey, speaking of the rule of law in Texas, let me take a quick break here. We'll come back with, yes, some court orders from federal court concerning uh, Texas's election from federal court, so they're probably written down, regarding those 127,000 ballots that were legally cast in drive through polling places in Houston's Harris County, but that Republicans are still trying to throw out. And also, yes, coming up, we have our latest Green News report today, Yay. along with everything else that is going on as election 2020 continues Right after this, I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your one and only world-famous Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Democracy is coming to the USA. We will see. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, keep up with the various problems that have been reported across the country. I'm happy to say we have not yet anyway seen huge disasters for voters. I think a lot of that is due to the early vote, the huge numbers we saw in early voting and absentee uh, vote by mail and so forth. Yes, minimizing the impact of these failures of these voting systems and, of course, of Republicans attempts to prevent people from voting in the first place, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But I just you know, it's. Um, I'm I'm happy to see this. And, and so for the most part, things seem to be going well. The, repro- the problems I've been reporting on here are things that you need to understand in various states that could ultimately affect the results. If there are questions in any of these races, if they are as close, at least as things were in 2016, and also to help us get rid of these stupid systems that still hold up and undermine uh, democracy. All right. Yesterday we reported on uh, on the broadcast that a U.S. District Court judge appointed by George W. Bush, one of the most right wing judges in the state of Texas, 
reportedly dismissed a, a, a federal a, a federal case that was brought by uh, some Republican activists seeking to toss out some 127,000 lawfully cast ballots in Democratic-leaning Harris County, Texas. That is Houston. They were trying to get them tossed because they were cast at drive through polling places that were approved by the Republican Secretary of State and by the all-Republican State Supreme Court several times before the same activists filed in federal court only to see the case uh, tossed out on issues of standing. Now, the judge ruled that though it might be illegal to have these drive through polling places somehow, it's not. But, you know, remember what I said about this guy being a wingnut judge. The plaintiffs did not have the proper standing to file their suit, and that's why the case was dismissed by the judge. Well, the plaintiffs appealed to the very right wing Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And overnight, according to the Democrats' top election attorney, Mark Elias, they were denied the Fifth Circuit denied Republican efforts to block drive through voting on Election Day in Harris County. So they were trying to not only throw out the 127,000 votes that had already been cast during early voting, but they were trying to block the effort from happening entirely on Election Day. So it turns out there's even something that even a Republican right wing Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals will not do that. <laughs> there's, yes, there's a line. Even they will not. Yes. That said, good news, obviously, for voters in Texas, uh, specifically uh, in Harris County. Uh, but reportedly, um, it still resulted in Harris County Clerk Chris Collins closing nine out of ten of the drive through sites in Houston, very Democratic-leaning part of the state. And if it does flip this year, it will be thanks in no small part to Houston voters and to Chris Collins finding innovative ways for them to safely vote during a pandemic. So Republicans successfully intimidated an election official. Well, they did. And uh, that forced him to close. Uh, well, he decided to close nine out of the 10 of the drive drive through sites on Election Day trying to protect voters from having their votes stolen if the Republicans were ultimately able to prevail because the plaintiffs said that they plan to appeal to the stolen U.S. Supreme Court as well. And they might throw out votes afterwards. We saw them segregating uh, votes that were cast in um, Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania yeah. and in, uh, I think, Minnesota, votes that come in after Election Day. So uh, this this fight is not over, depending on how close this ultimately ends up being. That said, well, I don't think it's going to be that close. But, you know, we don't know. I don't know. I'm just going by my uh, my gut feeling here, my spidey sense. Right. And we don't have any sense yet of just how nope. deep the court cases will go. That's right. And how uh, far the Republicans will you know go to toss out legitimate votes. I saw one person mention... So drive through voting in Houston uh, continued on Tuesday at the Toyota Center. It is said to be moving smoothly. It's now the only place to drive through vote in Harris County. One person I saw had mentioned that it was smart of Hollins to do that because the Toyota Center is literally a building that one can drive through versus a tent that is set up for drive through voting at most of the other sites. The plaintiff's uh, claims are based on the notion that a polling place must be a building. Good Lord. Seriously. And Hollins argued in response 
that they have set up these tents with solid structures and they have walls on all four sides for privacy and that nobody had complained about similar walkthrough walkthrough voting tents, the same tents that were used for walkthrough polling places. That was just fine. But doing it in your car, that's outrageous. Uh, but for safety, it seems in the middle of a pandemic, which is what these drive through locations were meant to keep people safe from in the first place. Holland shut down the uh, other drive through sites except for the Toyota Center. Uh, but this guy, Chris Hollins, uh, 33 years old, just hired in September for the job. He is one of the heroes to come out of this otherwise nightmarish election. Also, by the way, uh, very quickly, speaking of the Fifth Circuit and not keeping people safe during a pandemic in a state like Texas that severely restricts people under 65 from being able to vote by mail-in ballots. Uh, last week, we told you of the victory in a federal court uh, for the group Free Speech for People. They were representing Mi Familia Vota and the Texas NAACP in a case to uh, uh, force voters and poll workers and poll watchers to have to wear masks in the polling place. Governor Greg Abbott in Texas issued a statewide mask mandate, but left an exemption for polling places. And recently, poll workers were, were reported to be getting sick during early voting. Polling places had to be closed down because of it. Some were reported being uh, that they were being menaced by poll watchers, Republican poll watchers without masks. Well, the good news last week was that a judge uh, said this is ridiculous and a violation of the Voting Rights Act. And he ordered the in, uh, uh, polling places in the entire state to require masks. Well, the state went to the Fifth Circuit Court and got the Fifth Circuit to issue an order staying the district court's ruling, which effectively means, hey, it's up to you if you want to wear a mask at the polling place in Texas. The uh, executive director of Mi Familia Vota said this called the ruling shameful and a form of voter suppression. President of the Texas NAACP called it an injustice. Ben Clemens of Free Speech for People said this is a travesty of justice and demonstrates yet again what Congress action Congress needs to take to strengthen our voting rights laws and, yes, reform the judiciary. Yes, please. If Biden wins, he damned well better unpack the judiciary at this point. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Indeed. Quick break, and we're back with Desi Doyen and the Green News Report as election 2020 continues right here on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the broadcast. But we need your help to do it, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today. That's bradblog.com donate, and thanks. Okay, Desi Doyen, we got a long night ahead of us. Oh yes, long day, long week, long month. I don't know where we are, where where all of this goes from here. 
But nothing stops the latest Green News report. It's going to be a devastating storm. Devastating winds, storm surge, flooding and landslides. Powerful record breaker Hurricane Eta slams into Central America and may head to U.S. Cable News uses right-wing framing in reporting on climate policy, new study finds. Trump administration strips endangered species protection from wolves. Plus, researchers say the future of the planet could depend on who wins the White House. The world waits and watches to see if America will choose climate action or not. Oh, please choose wisely. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Texas is a toss-up. Texas, a state so conservative, their lieutenant governor is an oil derrick with a pistol. (laughs) True story. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Dizzy Doyen, I've got election results to oversee, so please go easy on me today. (laughs) I will try. Okay. As we go to air, Hurricane Eta is now the strongest hurricane of the 2020 season. Hurricane Eta slammed into Nicaragua on Tuesday morning as an extremely dangerous Category 4 storm, bringing catastrophic rainfall, storm surge, and flooding. You're not going easy on me. No, not so far. Eta set a new record for rapid intensification in this historic 2020 Atlantic hurricane season. As the earliest 28th named storm ever recorded. It formed a full two months earlier than the previous 28th named storm, thanks to record warm ocean waters providing fuel. Mm. 2020 has now tied with 2005 for the most named storms occurring within a single season. Hurricane Ada's long-term track is uncertain, but it could bring heavy rains to U.S. Gulf states. Of course it will. Why wouldn't it? It's still 2020. Meanwhile, the Trump administration is moving ahead with new rollback On Friday, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service stripped endangered species protections from the American gray wolf nationwide, giving states with a history of anti-wolf policies control over management and hunting rules. Over the strong objections of biologists and conservation scientists who say the iconic species is not yet recovered from near extinction and is a key species for healthy ecosystems. Smashing and grabbing while they can still smash and grab, I guess. Also, as we go to air, America is in the last hours of the crucial 2020 election. Really? I hadn't heard. A new Media Matters analysis finds that cable news outlets reporting on Joe Biden's climate and energy policies overwhelmingly used right-wing pro-oil industry framing in covering Biden's plans to transition the nation to clean energy to avoid catastrophic man-made climate change. Segments focused primarily on the negative implications for the oil and gas industry. Only 10% mentioned the reason for the transition. Fossil fuels are the cause of the accelerating impacts of climate change. Why do you want to destroy the country by doing away with oil, Mr. Vice President? Stuff like that? Yeah! And the venerable environmental group, the League of Conservation Voters, focused an ad on the oil industry's lies in hiding that they've known for decades that burning their product would cause catastrophic man-made climate change. At Big Oil, we're going to be fine. But you might want to start a compost pile Or stop exhaling so much carbon dioxide. You got a lot of work to do, because your kids are going to need it. (laughs) Here's to you, President Trump. All of this was a global warming, and then it's a lot of it's a hoax. It's a hoax. 
The fate of international climate action is also at stake. What happens on Election Day 2020 will significantly impact how much worse man-made global warming will likely get in coming decades because of the outsized influence of the United States in international climate policy. The U.S., the world's second biggest carbon polluter, will formally exit the landmark International Paris Climate Agreement on Wednesday, the day after the election, the only nation to do so because Trump withdrew. Biden says he will rejoin, but if Trump is reelected and the U.S. fails to enact stronger emissions cuts, other nations are likely to backslide too, magnifying the impact of America's withdrawal. The scientific community also warrants that the future of climate action and science in America is also on the ballot in determining which direction the nation will take on pollution and clean energy. Here's climate scientist Dr. Michael Mann in an interview with CBS News. I'll be blunt. Um, This is a make or break election uh, for climate change. We need to bring carbon emissions down by a factor of two. We have an opportunity to make a choice. Do we want to act on climate? Do we want to take steps to avert the greatest crisis that we face we will see soon maybe for much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com don't forget you can download our reports anytime via stitcher TuneIn, apple or google podcasts find follow and share us planet-wide on the facebooks and the twitters at green news report i'm brad friedman and i'm desi doyan and this has been your Green News Report. Well, you're going to have to wait until the next thrilling broadcast for the results or something uh, that looked like results from election 2020. Uh. No idea how long this is all going to take, but we will be uh, right there. Uh, right uh, along there with you, and hopefully you will be right there along there with us. Every step of the way. Something like that as we figure all of this out. All right, so some form of results tomorrow. Until then, my thanks today to my get, uh, to my producer, Desi Doyen, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show or any other, download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. That is made possible by those of you who support our work, and thank you at bradblog.com slash donate. Drop me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the TheBradBlog. We will see you there. Until we see you here tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. <laughs>